You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Downtown Seattle courthouse safety issues are keeping jurors away. Who's saying this? Judges are saying this. Uh, yeah, we don't have enough jurors for our court cases. Jurors are too afraid to come to the courthouse. Why would they possibly be afraid of coming to the King County Courthouse? Well, just a couple of weeks ago, a woman was in the restroom and survived an attempted rape by a conviction, uh, a guy that had been convicted and let out just a few days before from jail for sexual assault. We've had some stabbings in the park next door. We had a guy get his dog kicked to death, got kicked up in the air, came down, numerous shootings, assaults, robberies. This is next door to the King County Courthouse. That uh, homeless encampment that was there, it's been swept out. It's been cleared out. Got fencing around it, trying to figure out what to do with it. In the meantime, jurors are saying, is this still a tricky area? So why are we talking about this in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast? Well, because it has to do with public safety. It also has to do with the eviction moratorium. Not that any of the eviction moratorium cases are going to be involving a jury trial. That's not a thing. But if you need to go to downtown King County uh, Courthouse, You're not going to be very excited to do that, whether you're a tenant or a landlord or an attorney or whomever, arbitrator, whatever, representing within that, um, within that process. Cause it's dangerous there. I've had so many of you reach out to me and say, Hey, I work in that building and sheriff's office is basically told everybody to work from home. The sheriff's office, straight up legit sheriff's office. Talk to young ladies who is a uh, bail bond officer. She's like, yeah, it's not safe. Talk to one of you that's, uh, that listens consistently or watches consistently and told me a couple of months ago, hey, watch the guy go just from car to car to car, opening up the door handles just to see if those door handles worked. And, you know, if he, if one of them did work, because I mean, that's all he's doing, right? He's just checking out the door handle. If one of those door handles did open and he got inside the car and there was something good in there, that's a bonus. That's just, you know, that's cherry on top. I mean, who, he wasn't really trying to do anything wrong, was he? No, this stuff is off the charts crazy at the King County Courthouse. So safety issues, people are concerned that are jurors. Yeah, I, I, I don't really want to go. I don't want to get killed for jury duty for 11 bucks a day. All right. That's what we're reading today. I'm going to read another one about the U.S. Uh, appeals court on the whole eviction moratorium. I'm going to cover that briefly because that kind of has to go with this, right? If you're Before we jump on in, if you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies and I read the news that some say reasonable people like to hear from a reasonable perspective, real estate guy estate guy. That's what I do. All right. Sell some real estate, appraise some real estate, but then talk about all kinds of other stuff. Kind of related. We make it go. Thanks for being here. All right, let's do this. Crime and public safety issues around the King County Courthouse in downtown Seattle are causing potential jurors to decline to serve. Would you like to come in? Serve on the jury? Ah, pass. No. Making it more difficult to fill juries, several King County judges said Wednesday. 
Public safety issues around the downtown courthouse, the seat of county government, have festered for years, but have been exacerbated during the pandemic as downtown office workers largely stayed home and encampments in the area proliferated. If you've been following the podcast for a while, you know I did I did my walk through downtown Seattle during football playoff season last year, and I walked past this encampment, and I walked particularly fast past this one, and I didn't cover, I didn't get much footage. I was taking video. I don't think I ever made a video out of that. Uh, it's just depressing taking pictures of what's you know happened to downtown Seattle. It's just depressing. So I didn't make a video of that, even though that's a big thing. Um, I just find it hard to to show footage and edit footage of homeless people who've got issues that I think government should be helping with, but they're just living on the sidewalk and we just let them live there until they die. Not a good scenario. Of particular concern for us is the amount of feedback we're receiving from prospective jurors who are indicating that they're unwilling to serve as jurors in our trials, said King County Superior Court Judge Patrick Oshie the court's assistant uh, presiding judge. Jurors and witnesses, Oishi noted, are required to come to court. You have to physically be there. There's none of this. Well, let's zoom in today. Don't have that. Asses in a seat in the courthouse, right? I mean, that's just where it is. A lot of these folks who who absolutely need to come to court or are compelled to come to court either are unable to safely access the court or at a minimum, they don't believe that it's safe to come to the courthouse. I yeah that I know I've got my civic duty as a juror. I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna hard pass. I don't think it's safe. Why she told the committee of the Metropolitan King County Council that they don't feel safe coming to the courthouse because it's that dangerous. The courthouse, the place where you've got all kinds of security. You've got, I mean, what was that? Remember that night court show where you had the big, tall bailiff? What was his name? I don't remember. That was a funny show. He was tall. He was a big dude. That's who you wanted your bailiff. In case things go sideways, you want a dude that can just handle things. I don't know. Um, so Oshi said, anxiety has been particularly high among people at the courthouse for the last several weeks. Since a man was charged with sexually assaulting a woman who was seven months pregnant in a courthouse restroom in late July, the young lady that I know that's a bail bond officer, she's like, yeah, I've used that restroom a lot. It's one of the main ones there. And I think it's on, is it on the third floor or the fourth floor? It's kind of right off to the, well, the men's is right off to the, you go out the elevators and off to the right. Women's is probably on the other side, but it's like, all right, this is the main restroom. Uh, that happened in there. Oof, not good. This is inside the courthouse that happened. King County District Court, which handles civil suits, misdemeanors, and felony preliminary hearings has 10 locations throughout the county, only one of which is in the downtown Seattle courthouse. Thank heavens. We don't have trouble getting jurors in other locations, said District Court Judge Susan Mahoney, the chief presiding judge of the court. In fact, they will contact can't contact us and say, can I serve somewhere else? I know that the address on my juror summons says the one in downtown Seattle. Is there any chance I could switcheroo that with somebody who's a little bit more aggressive than I am as far as the whole public safety issue goes, who's more willing to put their life on the line for 11 bucks a day 
and go to an area where they may or may not be sexually assaulted or, you know, their dog gets killed by somebody else in a homeless encampment or maybe get stabbed, a little stabbing action. I mean, possibly shot. I mean, any of those things, any of those things are, I mean, those could happen. Um, and they do, and they have. And so jurors are like, can I switch this out? So jury duty is not optional. If you get a summons, and while judges do have the option of issuing a penalty up to issuing a bench warrant for jurors who opt out, they rarely, if ever do. I don't think I've ever heard of somebody getting a bench warrant issued for their arrest because they didn't show up for jury duty. It seems like they just the court system knows XYZ percentage of jurors are not going to show up because they're flaky and they don't take their civic responsibility. Um, they don't have any responsibility for their civic responsibility to show up as a juror. So they don't show the judges and the whole court system. They know that this is going to happen. So they, they always overbook number of jurors that come in, right? And that's why everybody gets dismissed. Oh, we don't need you. Thank you for showing up. Here's your $11.45 for the day. So instead, what the judges try and do is they try to nudge and cajole and put at ease potential jurors. Ah, the, the odds of you getting stabbed or sexually assaulted here in the King County Courthouse in Seattle, they're pretty, they're pretty minimal. They're pretty slim. Yeah, we got, we got rid of that homeless encampment next door that was enormous. Man, that was a big encampment. There were some scary guys in there. Just some scary guys selling so, stolen goods. They had guns. They had all kinds of stuff. They're stabbing each other, shooting each other. It wasn't good, but they're out of there now. The odds of you getting maimed or attacked or any of those things, slim to none. I mean, I can't promise you anything. It is still downtown Seattle. We'd like you to come on in. What do you say? It's part hand-holding, part encouraging. It's part just listening to expressions of fear. Am I going to die on jury duty for $11.46? Pay for the day. Am I going to die doing that? I'd really not like to die today on jury duty, especially since you like dismissed me because you had 45 jurors for a jury trial of eight jurors. It's part trying to provide clarity of how they could feel safe. All right, here's how I can feel safe if I'm a potential juror. Send me to another courthouse location, not the one in downtown Seattle. How about that? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, said Superior Court Judge Sean O'Donnell. Sean, I like the way you spell your name. Your parents did a good, good job there. O'Donnell, obviously Irish. Well done. Just got to throw that out there. Uh, the court's chief criminal justice chief. Judge, uh, if they don't come, the system collapses because no juries, no justice system. No juries, no justice. Sounds like a BLM rally, doesn't it? It does. That's the reason I'm doing this podcast. If you don't have juries... Your whole thing breaks down. It breaks down. So, and we've got such a backlog of criminal cases here in Seattle and in other major cities as well because of the whole Rona thing. And you couldn't really have juries and the whole system, everybody's working from home. There's no courts that are open. Everything got backed up and everybody is wildly backed up, including the eviction moratorium. When those, when those moratoriums come off, and we're going to read about that in a second. 
that, I mean, it's the court systems are just going to be overwhelmed, guaranteed. I mean, that's just how this is going to go. Safety issues at the courthouse date back years. In 2019, a judge ordered the Third Avenue entrance of the courthouse to be closed. That's the one I walked by. To be closed because of safety and security concerns. Hey, you know that entrance on Fourth Avenue? It's okay. We're going to leave that one open. The one on Third? Oh, not so much. Don't go there. If you do... You're taking your life in your own hands, literally. The county council subsequently approved 600000 in emergency funding for sheriff's deputies to provide security outside the courthouse. We have to provide additional security outside the courthouse because it's so dangerous. And the sheriff's uh, department just, just recently told all their employees, their non-essential, whatever it is, employees, the office workers, basically, not non-essential. That's the wrong word entirely. Um, you know what I'm trying to say? People sitting at their desks, not out there in the field. Um, they're like, yeah, it's pretty dangerous at the courthouse. We're going to have you work home from home for a long time. We're not going to need you at the office on Saturday. It's literally what they said. Even though the downtown streets fall under the jurisdiction of Seattle police, they hired $600,000 worth of emergency or emergency funding for sheriff's deputies. Seattle recently cleared a large homeless encampment at nearby City Hall Park after 33 judges wrote to the city's park superintendent asking for it to be shut down. 33 judges said, this is unsafe. Our working uh, environment is horrific. Shut that mofo down. That's literally what they said. I did a podcast on that. So then, of course, it happened, right? The park remains closed for cleaning and is fenced off from public use. Once it opens up, what's to prevent the scenario from returning the status quo? Because it's an easy place to set up tents and for people to shelter, Judge O'Donnell said. The city has set October 12th as a target date for reopening the park, said Rachel Skolkin, a Parks Department spokesperson. Crews will be doing rodent control this week, reseeding grass next week, and then will pressure wash the park. It's interesting they do rodent control. I remember seeing that down in um, Venice Beach. The rats underneath the tents just burrowed these holes. Ugh, so crazy. We'll know as October 12th approaches if the park will be ready to reopen on that date. The council, the city, the county council, after a fatal stabbing at the park earlier this summer, has looked into condemning the park or taking control of it from the city, potentially through a land swap or other means. You are literally talking about a city entity giving up a parcel of property, which is a park, because they have been so ineffective at controlling the environment of that park. 33 judges, hey, it's not safe. Jurors don't want to go there. It's just nutty. Judges said that they'd talked to Seattle police who essentially told them that they're unlikely to respond to the area unless there are urgent crime or safety concerns. Yeah, that's where we're at in Seattle. Yeah, no, that's kind of a free-for-all area. Pretty much pretty much not going to deal anything with any crime going on there because the prosecutor just lets everybody go free. So why would we bother? Without a police presence or enforcement, people will quickly return and we'll be right back where we were, Mahoney said. I would hate to see that work undone. And yet in Seattle, it's a very high likelihood that is exactly what will happen.
Maybe it won't. Maybe it won't because it's the county courthouse. But then it's always been the county courthouse. Why wouldn't this just happen again? Ah, it's just one little tent. What could go wrong there? That won't proliferate. It'll be fine until it's not. All right, we beat that one to death. Let's just talk briefly. We're going to switch gears. The U.S. Appeals Court refuses to end the CDC's eviction moratorium. This moratorium is going to go on forever, it feels like. Now, it's supposed to sunset October the 3rd. That's coming up soon. That's coming up really soon. Landlords cannot wait. But this thing, this whole thing has just been just one upside down debacle after another. Okay, so what happened there? And this is part of that whole court process. All right. Think about going to the court, doing your thing. If you're a landlord, you got to try and not get killed in King County, uh, going to whatever your court event is in, in King County. Um, but just think about that. Just trying to go to court, let alone trying to get paid back for all your rent, having to deal with the stuff that you have to deal with in the King County Courthouse. A federal appeals court on Friday said a pause on evictions designed to curb the spread of the coronavirus can remain in place for now, setting up a battle before the nation's highest court. We kind of knew this was happening. And this is just basically a play, uh, a political play to buy some more time to get that Fed money into the state and into the local agencies that um, have the ability to push the money out to the landlords that are owed and the tenants that owe said money. A three-judge panel of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia rejected a bid by Alabama and Georgia landlords to block the eviction moratorium reinstated by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention earlier this month. The landlords filed an emergency motion hours later with the Supreme Court urging the justices to allow evictions to proceed. Uh, the Supreme Court voted five to four in June to allow the moratorium to continue through the end of July. But Justice Brett Kavanaugh, who joined the majority, warned the administration not to act further without explicit congressional approval. But they did anyway. What they did is they came up with a different moratorium and they called it something else and even though they said it's very honed in, it still covers 90% of all tenants. Yes, sirree. So that issue is going on. When you get to a spot, when we get to a spot collectively where the eviction moratoriums are off, you're going to have this impact on the court system. I mean, people are just talking about it. It's just, it's going to happen. There's going to be all of those evictions that would have happened prior to this during the course of a normal year and a half, 18 months. Those are all going to come at once. I mean, to a certain extent, you're going to have some landlords who are like, I don't care. I don't care about that the rent money you owe me. I just want you out, get out, leave, and they're not going to go through the eviction process. They're going to have that happen because this has been such a one-sided event where tenants don't have to pay. And landlords have to pay not only their share, but the tenant share as well. Mortgage payments, taxes, insurance, maintenance, property management, all that good stuff. If they want to hold on to those properties, maybe they don't have a mortgage on it. All right. That's great and all. But then they're losing their income 
maybe they invested in this heavily instead of the stock market. This is their this was their form of retirement. A lot of people don't ever consider that. And so when you're saying, ah, the landlords, they're fat cats, they can pay. Well, for a lot of landlords, and majority of single family homes are owned by mom and pop landlords who own less than 10 units. Vast majority of single family homes owned by landlords in the United States are owned by landlords who own four or less properties. These are folks that plan on the count on this for their income. So now you've taken away their income. And this is not new stuff, taken away their income, forced them to pay all the expenses, the tenants, they're off the hook. It's going to be a mess when this when this these eviction moratoriums get pulled off. And I don't think that much money is going to get moved into the hands of landlords that are owed it by October 3rd. Because the system, the systems in place, somebody uh, just aren't, they're not moving the money quick enough. They're not they're not getting the money out there. Somebody sent me an email saying, why don't they just have the tax departments uh, take care of this? And from my understanding, it's because the tax departments are good at taking in money, but they're not good at dispersing it. So they're working on a system to disperse the money. And, you know, try and verify everybody is who they say they are. King County here in in Washington, they're doing a particularly poor job and they blame it on technology issues. We've got this new program we're designing and we're rolling it out and it's going to be really good, but we just can't get that money out there fast enough. That's where we're at. And these landlords, you know, they're going into court systems, kind of like King County, you know, court. And like, oh, yeah, this is a mess, not only on the physical level here in Seattle, but just on, on the figurative level as well. You got so many legal issues out there that are, you know, court cases that have been that started before the Rona hit, that need to get wrapped up, whatever, whatever. And I know there's been exceptions, and they've, they've tried to do everything they can to move along the court system. But how about how how backed up are we on criminal cases? How backed up are we on those? For days, you've got criminal cases. And we're backed up before, right? Just always undermanned, understaffed. Eviction moratorium, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. You're going to have, you're going to have, you know, days in court where in a lot of these are supposed to go to mediation before you go to a court. You're going to have judges just like out, 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 out out, out. That's going to happen. Judge, judges are, I mean, that's just, that's just how it's going to happen to in order to, uh, to, to get through this massive backlog. You haven't paid for this long. Did you follow this code protocol? Did you follow this criteria? You didn't. Okay, out. <sighs> Crazy times, right? Should have never had this eviction moratorium should have never been put in place. But I am in the minority on that one, it seems, because um, everybody else thought this is a great solution. We don't know how it's going to end, but we're going to find out. All right. That's it for me on this one. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is this is something that's happening, like literally as we speak. And um, the, the final, I think you're going to see this kind of get put to bed here in the next couple months. And oof, it's going to be tricky. All right. Thanks so much for being here in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I will catch up with you soon. Until then, stay safe. We'll talk then. Bye for now. Don't forget to 
forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.